0: The average person wouldn't look at graffiti and see its potential to elevate an art form or empower women, but one social entrepreneur is finding hope in the rubble and creating opportunities in Detroit along the way. Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum. Publisher and editor in chief of Sea Change magazine. On today's episode, we speak with Amy Peterson, co founder and CEO of Rebel Nell, a company that makes jewelry from graffiti with the purpose of employing, educating, and empowering disadvantaged women in Detroit. What was it that inspired you to to start the social enterprise? What challenges were you trying to uh, address in doing so? Like, what did you see on the ground that wasn't working?
1: You know, uh, kinda, when I started Rebel Mill, Detroit it was in the midst of a huge bankruptcy, and um, everyone who lived here felt it in some way, shape, or form, and um, yeah, I don't ever think that even what I started out to do was completely intentional. Uh, I wasn't looking really to, to do this. I, I had a good job, and uh, and I still do. I just um, where I was living was right next door to a well-known shelter in Detroit called Cots. It's the Coalition on Temporary Shelter, which is now a women and family-run shelter or yeah. family um, uh, occupant shelter. And I would have conversations with the residents while I was walking my dog and actually the 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 person that the 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 one that deserves the most credit is my dog, Elby, without question, because he was such a natural icebreaker. Um, you know to, to bridge that gap, to bridge that that moment of awkwardness of of and I think so many people instead of confronting that are are more than happy to just walk by the yeah. person. but Elby was a wonderful icebreaker because he never met a stranger, and while he was like getting a deep tissue massage. I was you know striking up conversations and and uh, here were hearing these incredible stories about women who left challenging situations in search of a better opportunity, a better, and even if that meant going to a shelter in order to get their life a restart. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know I was like, wow, just they just need someone to believe in them, really. And at first, the concept started with my business partner and I were going to go in and maybe do classes every now and then. And then we thought, no, we can do more. Let's, what could we do that's a whole teach a woman to fish concept? Can we hire them and provide education? Yeah, that would be ideal. How the heck do we do this? And I think we just started putting one foot in front of the other. Um, we came up with uh, the jewelry was almost secondary. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah, interesting. was. It wasn't, you know, and people always think that's interesting because we didn't start out with a business model and, like, oh, we're going to make this jewelry. We started out with, like, we need to help these these women. How are we going to do that? Oh, let's find a way to provide them with jobs. And that's how the jewelry came to be. Ah, uh, okay. And the jewelry was almost just a common denominator. Both Diane and I had a background in jewelry making. Again, it wasn't like we set out to do that. It was like, oh, okay, great. You know jewelry, too? Awesome. Um... <laughs> uh, and then we wanted it to be Detroit-centric. Uh, we wanted it to pay tribute to the women that we even hired. And that's sometimes nice. you can't stop a moving train, you know. I I, nice. I, I, tried, I, you know, we didn't know what we were going to find. And I was running one day and saw graffiti on the ground. And I thought, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. I took it home. Four months later, we had jewelry out of graffiti. And the rest is history. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe we've been doing it for four years. And...
0: How many years, four years?
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Um, and, and and so the the aspect of making um, jewelry out of graffiti, that was just everything seemed to just kind of it wasn't like you had this idea in your head, oh, we're going to create a jewelry company, and we're going to use and we're going to take the graffiti. It was one thing sort of led itself to the next. It, it, yeah. in, in, in these events that just kind of came together in a sort of right? Yeah. It's so interesting to me. Um but you were you did have a background in jewelry making, right? So small, my small background. Actually had more, yeah. Okay, okay. Well there, at least there was there was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what so this was you said four years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How is the company doing now? And that sort of leads me to the question of you know, the social impact and, and, and what type of impact are you having in the four years? It's still early. I mean, it's still a young yeah. company, right? So
1: Exactly. We're still young and we're still navigating a lot of waters and figuring out what's best and what works best. Yeah. What we um, we find is that we'd rather hire one woman and devote as much time and energy to her and to, to do a really deep Dive than to hire five um, and just touch the surface. Right. So we only take on what we can not only financially support, but what we, from a resources standpoint, support. Now, I think we can scale, but that's just where we are right now. Right. Uh, Since we started, we've hired 12 um, women. We've graduated five at this point. Nice. Which is amazing because that means that they've gone on to bigger and better jobs, and um, they're at a much more stabilized point in their life.
0: Right.
1: So um, that's something that we're really proud of. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so because we realize actually, I don't even. I guess there's there's some impact with the women that we hire, but the real impact is going to come on the next generation, or possibly even down down the road to that the following generation that's what i really think yeah absolutely and do you you mentioned something
0: about scaling and i was going to get to that later but curious we'll bring that question in now what uh are do you have any plans to scale what what is what is your vision moving forward in that respect or or do you rather stay small and and, and like you said dive deep with with you know one woman at a time and take as you know and make sure you have that quality of uh,
1: uh of service
0: to to someone in the community
1: I, my goal is definitely to scale, but to scale at a pace and at a size where we're still able to maintain the culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the biggest thing for me, and because I, I know that's the secret to our sauce. And whether that means, you know, we keep Detroit, Detroit will always be home and Detroit will always be the hub, but whether we open another Rebel Nell in New Orleans or some other city, um, I'd like to see that in the next five plus years and then just maybe another city after that, um, and, and it's just all a matter of how we grow um, and scaling that's just, that's appropriate for us. you know. I know that's like tricky because we have a lot of invest- or potential investors who are like, oh, we need you to get to the 50 to 100, and it's like, no, just, just to satisfy these number quotas <laughs> doesn't work. you know. To really do the work and to really have a true impact, we need to make sure that we can handle it with all of the resources. I'm sure we can get there, but it's not an overnight thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's actually, a good did I just cut you off? Because that's actually yep. a good point. I was going to say that a lot of people seem to think that, and this brings me to the question about your funding model and investors and that type of thing. Uh, there are a number of social entrepreneurs I've spoken to who have, seem to struggle with similar things that they've been, they're kind of prodded and pushed towards, you know, scale, scale, scale by the people that are funding them or prospective funders, right? And they're kind of needing to push back and say, wait, we just need to do this, right? And we want to make sure that we're having the impact that we, our vision allows us to, right? Our mission. Um, so what would you say about, first of all, your funding model and uh, potential or current investors? And, and, and then we'll get to the question of whether that's impacting your decision on how to move forward.
1: Yeah, we're, our objective is to be as 100% sustainable as we as we possibly can, mm-hmm. um, um, and we're really close to that. I think we're overall. Like, we've had some years where we were, but overall, we're about like 85% mm-hmm. uh, sustainable, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. And so we just really rely on, on the sales of our jewelry, and that's, I think, down the road what you know where my objective is 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 to go. But in order to get there, it takes money to yes. to make money. Yes. Um, and so we do have some investors, one group in particular, is they're wonderful, and they've really believed in what we're doing and, and have have not given us too many restrictions, mm. um, which is incredible. But to tap into a lot of the foundations out there, they want our numbers to be a lot higher. Right. Um, and it's like, well, in order to get to those numbers, we need the funding. It's always this, this back and forth. Yes. Game. You know, how do you get to 50 to 100 people if you don't have the money to do it? Right. Um, so I think that that's a, a common frustration with a lot of social entrepreneurs out yeah, there.
0: I agree, I agree. And currently, though, you, did you just say that the jewelry itself is is already creating a sustainable um, business for you? Or are you on yeah. the path? Oh, it already yeah, is. Yeah. It already is. Yep. Okay. So where I, 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 we didn't even get to this, and this is a good question. Where
1: Where's the jewelry being sold right now? We do a lot of our sales online at rebelmel.com. Okay. Um, and we do um, a lot through retailers. And that, num- that number of retailers and uh, locations is growing cool. every every year. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah. How I many know, we do a
1: lot you? We're at about 30 stores in and around the country. In and around the country. Not just Detroit. So around the
0: country. Okay. Yeah.
1: And uh, then we do a lot of uh, local art fairs in the summer.
0: Mm-hmm that's really nice and and from all that that's really cool four years in you're already able to create a sustainable that's that's amazing that's not an easy thing I to do. do yeah absolutely what uh, with all that being said what are your greatest challenges and maybe it goes back to that original funding question what, <laughs> what would you yes exactly um,
1: as you let out a sigh um, well, yeah I mean that. Uh, every day it's something new and I, I knew this work was going to be hard yeah I did I knew it yeah to the full extent that I understood how hard it would be, I had no clue. Right. Um, and the challenges that these women face are are astronomical, and the system is so broken, and it is so meant to keep you down and to keep you in it, and it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say it's going to take two or three generations of of women and families who are on that path and have a determined goal to break through
0: because mm-hmm.
1: it takes that long mm-hmm. and it will be persistence and it will take dedication because it is not easy. Um, and, you know, we, we are constantly finding solutions for problems that pop up on literally a daily basis. I think yeah. half of the team last night was, um, dedicated to helping another one of our team members um, whose son is uh, falsely imprisoned right now, trying to find him, you know, a defense attorney that would help, you know, take on the case for free, because if not, it's going to put her right back into... where she was, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and she's working so hard to get through it and get out, and she's one of the best employees that's ever walked through our doors, and I just... it just kills me that this is this is real and it's and she's she's just one of many yeah so
0: yeah. And do you get in, involved in in i mean that's that's a that's extra involvement beyond just providing you know a place for them to be employed and to make some money and to get on their feet but you're actually helping them find defense lawyers for their sons i mean you're taking you're on everything. you're doing
1: everything housing to um, legal aid to get their driver's licenses restored. Um, that's why what I, what I say earlier, we do a really deep dive approach. Yeah. Rather take on, um, you know, one woman and understand everything that's going on in her life and all the obstacles that she faces and help her break through as much as we can to tackle all of those. Cause sometimes just providing a job isn't the solution. It's helpful for yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. And, um, and I applaud every single company out there that, that uh, provides employment to people who have uh, you know, a history of, of being unemployed or, or other barriers. But to do a really deep dive and under, fully understand what's going on and being a, a flexible work environment um, in order to help them get through is what they really, really need. And right. that's hard because yeah. you ch- challenges, there are people who will take advantage of that, no question, no doubt, and they shouldn't be there and you can spot them pretty early on. But there are those who really appreciate it and understand what you're giving them and understand that huge opportunity. And they're very grateful and they are phenomenal employees. So it's that it's balance.
0: Yeah. And it seems to me that those challenges that you're facing, I, I they're sort of... Some of them are systemic in nature that have are beyond your ability in a sense at this point as this juncture really to deal with. I mean it's, that's pr- what creates probably more frustration for you. Uh, One hundred correct? Yes. Okay. One
1: hundred percent. And I get so frustrated because if I'm, I'm a problem solver by nature, I like yeah. to figure things out, and when I run into issues that I can't solve or that are so bigger than than me, and I get so frustrated because you feel so helpless, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of this community. I'm proud of the city. I'm pr- proud of the people who volunteered and, and provide us with the resources that we need. I'm, I'm grateful for my network, um, and that's something that I'm, I'm proud that I've built over the, my ten years here. That I could place some phone calls last night and, and try and get some help. Yeah, um, and that people are willing to take my call. You know. <laughs> <laughs> At some point in time, they're going to see it and press go straight to voicemail. <laughs> no, they obviously are really
0: impressed with what you're trying to do. So, um, but I can see the frustration there. I mean, and, and we probably can have a whole other conversation on. How would you you know tackle the systemic challenges in a different world in a different you know in a different capacity, but I know that's not what your role is, and that's not how you envision this business to be so um right. but it's probably a whole deeper conversation in terms of those systemic challenges um, that you face every day um, what what are your your future plans vision for I mean you kind of already touched upon this, but if there's anything else you wanted to mention about where you see the company going five ten years. Do you, do you, do you see it here? five ten years.
1: I, I really do. I mean, I, I have my moments where, yeah. you know, Oh God, this is, it'd be so much easier just to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest. No, but I, I love believe it. you. Yeah. And I love, I love the work that we're doing and I love those, you know, those, those, those high moments are so high and so wonderful. And, um, and, and great, uh, but you know, my five ten year vision is I'm um, hopefully that Rebel in a bigger space, and we've been able to increase our sales because if our sales are increased, that means we can take on more women. And realistically, if we have hired you know five five to ten more women in the next you know five to seven years, that that would be a really big success for me and yeah. to have them. Um, you know, not everyone. Not every woman's going to work out, but we have a pretty high success rate. What is it at now? Do you, have you measured it? Yeah, so even if, um, well, all of our women um, have avoided going back into the shelter. So that's a big That's a mar- big Yes. Yeah. Um, and all of them have jobs leaving Rebel Nell, except I think maybe one. Still good.
0: It's still great numbers. Yeah, still, yeah. 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 So I'm sorry I interrupted you. So that's, and, and, and your vision is if you added that many women on in the next five, uh, you say five, 10 years, you'd be, you'd feel like, yeah. Um, and and just uh, also to take a step back, I was, I don't I think I forgot to ask, how long are they in your program for? Like how long, how many uh, months is it? Or is it ongoing? Like how do you determine when they, it's time for them to move on, get a, a job outside of the company?
1: Yeah, there's really no set. Time frame. Okay. We're averaging about two to three years. Okay. Um, but there's no hard deadline. You have to be out, or you have to have another job by then. Okay. Uh, typically, it takes a full year to sort of get an understanding of their finances and what they need and where their objectives should be and, and their goals. Set their goals. Um, and even at that, I mean, it's still. Yeah, i roller coaster sure. ride. Um yeah. Two step forward, one step back. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So um just as you know we always say as long as the train's moving in the right direction or yeah. on the right path we're, we're good um and then you know then the the second part or second year is helping them now that they can breathe finally they've got a home they've got their car they've got their driver's license restored and you know, all the things that were just weighing on them you know now it's What do you want to do? And most have just lived day to day and never had the opportunity. You know, they've always been in survival mode. They've never had the chance to really think, I don't know, if I had my dream opportunity, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And it's at that point that we really deep dive into that. And you want to be an entrepreneur? Can we get you into some classes? Do you want to go back to school? So, and then we work with them. We, you know, they come to us with their class schedule and we make it work. So, that's great creating a support system that's that's what they they
0: ultimately need and I'm sure they appreciate that um, I, I'm just I'm also curious about how and this is a totally different directional question how you get your story out? I mean I saw that you you had some great press you had some great opportunities how does how do you promote your work how do you ensure that people know about it and then that can help you promote the jewelry, like whether it's the jewelry or whether it's the story how, how do you get that out into the world
1: you know we're, we're fortunate that um, we've been really blessed with a lot of community support. You know I, I think early on when we first started, um, uh, Detroit did a great job of telling our story even before we were really up and running. It was almost you know premature, it put a lot of pressure on us <laughs> like oh my goodness, and, and but, but that helped us so much. And you know like people like you who somehow find our story and and. Are willing to give us the opportunity to tell it. It's amazing how much, um, you know, how how much word of mouth and marketing yeah. is so important. And and actually, it's been one of the keys to our successes. Now we have to spend a little more money on marketing to grow outside the Detroit network and get more of a national audience. Um, but you know, fortunately, I think people I, I think people like our story. I think especially in today's political climate, um, you're seeing a lot of people who want to do more. Yep, and um, I, I think that's helping helping us and helping you know people spread the word. So yeah, and I saw you were on
0: which show was it with uh, Harry Connor? Was that time? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, is, that 100% credit goes to Leah and the team at Sky Blue Media. They are. Okay. awesome. I love I love them I love them. Um, that was such an amazing. That was amazing-
0: great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really great. I saw that clip. Uh, that must have been fun and exciting and nice. Yeah. Um, last question for you. Um, lessons learned or any kind of advice, tips you want to give to other social entrepreneurs? Get an accountant early.
1: <laughs> yes, I've heard that one. Yeah. Uh, get rid of because I, I did it. Everybody's done it, and and I heard it, but I'm I'm reaffirming it. You know, if as soon as you cannot do. QuickBooks on your own. QuickBooks is great tricking you into thinking that it's pretty easy and you can't make too many mistakes. Well, but you can. And then you're going to have to pay somebody a lot of money to help dig you out. Yes. uh, Get an account early. There are some that work with small businesses that are really affordable and trust me, it is worth it to have that burden released from you because you've got so many other things that you need to be working on to help grow the business. Good advice. That's my biggest, biggest, biggest advice. And I think also... Don't forget, this is giving myself advice too, don't forget to celebrate the little moments. There are so many hard moments in this line of work. There are so many challenging moments. There are so many moments where you doubt the work that you're doing um, that you need to reflect on the good moments and and take a moment and pause and realize how long it took or all the energy that went into that good moment we put so much pressure on ourselves to think of what we haven't accomplished and all the work that we could do yeah um but you know enjoy the the little impact celebrate it because you deserve it
0: yeah yeah absolutely and that helps you move forward right when you feel better yeah on days like maybe today where it's a bit more challenging too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, awesome. Thank you so, so much uh, for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you letting us tell our story. Absolutely. Thank you for
0: listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Beardboss.